welcome back to the Coffee and Bible Time podcast. For those that may be listening for the first time, our podcast is an offshoot from our main platform, YouTube. Our channel is called Coffee and Bible Time, where our goal is to help people delight in God's word. We also have a website and storefront with Bible studies, prayer journals, and more. I'm Mentor Mama, and today we are going to be talking about tips to enjoy and find time for your quiet time. So if you are listening to this and you're kind of new to the Christian world, I just want to make sure everybody, we're setting the stage. You may be wondering what exactly is a quiet time. I know when I first became a believer, it was something that was completely new to me. So just briefly, a quiet time is this dedicated amount of time during your day when you spend time with God and what people do during that time specifically varies by person. For some, it looks like listening to praise and worship music or reading God's word or listening to God's word, journaling, doing a Bible study, praying. There's so many different things that can be rolled up into a quiet time. So I want you to think outside the box for this podcast. And when thinking about a quiet time, I think it's also really important for us to remember why we are doing this. And the purpose of this quiet time is we're longing to be in a relationship with the God of the universe who has a deep longing to commune with his people. And sometimes I think about it as kind of like this chicken and egg thing, like in order to develop a close relationship with God, we must spend time with him just like you would if you were building a friendship with a a new friend. But that can also be hard to do when you're not face to face with you know, an actual person like we're used to in this human world. But I'd like to just share a paragraph from a book Um, that I kind of feel like sums up this results that we're searching after. And it's from a man named Mike Bickle, who wrote this book called Passion for Jesus. And he says, oh, the sense of anticipation that filled my heart as I realized that the Lord had real affirmation and affection for me, I began to feel confidence before him. It was too good to be true. I wept for joy. And when the tears finally ceased, I could sense the bitterness, guilt, and condemnation beginning to diminish my heart. As my confidence in him grew, my heart became warm and tender toward God. Understanding God's great affection for me was the beginning to reignite my love for him. My little flickering flame of human zeal was replaced by a blaze of passionate love for a glorious person. His intense devotion and ardent affection for me far exceeded that of my earthly fathers, and I knew I would never, ever be the same. And I just feel like I, as I was reading this book, I was like, oh my goodness, that's where I want my heart to be. And Truly, when you invest in this quiet time, um, God will lead you there. And so today I'm so excited about our guest, Bethany Beal of Girl Defined. We are going to be talking about prioritizing a quiet time when you have a really busy schedule, you have pressures in the home and outside the home and school and all these different things that take away from prioritizing a meaningful quiet time. 
And so uh, be excited. We're going to meet with her. But first, a word from our sponsor. We still have our coupon code available for you guys if you wanted to do online counseling um, with Christian counselors. It's all online. It's via Zoom. You can pick who you want your counselor to be. Very reputable. They all have counseling degrees. So this isn't like some random on the internet. And my mom kind of has a personal testimony to it. Yes. So I actually have done some counseling sessions with Faithful Counseling. And what I really loved about it was that you can actually put in like different qualities that you're looking for in a counselor and specialties, male, female, if they have experience tackling different issues. And so I really loved that idea that I could go through and kind of pick the one I wanted. And then um, during this COVID season, it was really applicable anyway, since I couldn't leave my house for counseling, that I actually could just do it online. And you even have the opportunity to do a Zoom type call with them, or you can just do um, a phone call, whatever works best for you. And so it was just really great to have access to counseling when you, when you need it, you know? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. So if you guys want 10% off your first month of doing this, you can go to getfaithful.com slash coffee and Bible time, and you get 10% off your first month. And of course it is cheaper than traditional in-person counseling anyway. So overall, it's just a good deal. We really recommend it, but let's just get on to okay. the podcast. Oh, One other thing, too, is that you have the option of with your counselor that they are Christian counselors. And so if you want, they will actually pray for you, which I thought was so cool. At the end of each of my counseling, she prayed for me and my issues. Oh, wow. Thanks for that. Our guest today, Bethany Beal, is head over heels in love with her best friend and husband, David, and is the super proud mommy of Davy Jr. She is the co-founder of Girl Defined Ministries, author of several books, including Shine Bright, 60 Days to Becoming a Girl Defined by God, and is passionate about spreading the truth of biblical womanhood. To her family and close friends, she is simply a tall blonde Texan who is obsessed with ice lattes and can't get enough of her sweet little family. Please welcome Bethany. Aw, thank you so much. I'm really excited to be here. I have followed along with Coffee and Bible Time for a long time, so it's an honor to be talking with you. Oh, thank you so much. And I know Ashley and Taylor would love to be here right now because they have always loved Girl Defined and you guys have definitely been an inspiration for them as well. So thank you so much for being here. So let's kind of, boy, this is a challenging time. And I want to kind of expand on it can be a challenging time for a college student or any student or a mom uh, with young kids. And I just think it's challenging for women all together to find Mm -hmm. a quiet time. And why do you think that's Mm -hmm. the case? I mean, it's I know from my experience um, several years ago. I honestly, you know, I grew up in a Christian family. I grew up, you know, having family devotions together, all of the things, but I felt kind of confused about what a quiet time looked like. And that confusion led to me being very inconsistent, not really knowing what to do and just kind of giving up like, I just don't know. I feel like 
not getting anything out of this, or I'm not, you know, worshiping God. I just don't know what I'm doing. And I remember starting to study and dig into different resources, trying to figure out, okay, what is a quiet time? What is a devotional? What is studying the Bible? I hear all of these words and terms, but, but what does that mean? And something that was really helpful for me in clarifying what this whole quiet time thing is and how to make it a priority was understanding the difference that you can have a quiet time, just like you mentioned, where you are listening to praise music, worshiping God, you know, like journaling your prayers. You can have a quiet time where you are just in the word, you know, absorbing it, soaking it up, praying it back to God. And then I also realized that you can have a separate time where you are digging in, you're pulling out commentaries, you're studying the word. But I felt very confused by that several years ago. So I thought, okay, every time I have a quiet time, I need to have the commentary out. I need to be studying. And it got very overwhelming because I thought, well, I'm trying to study these you know, deep passages in the Old Testament, but then I'm trying to have this like worshipful time. And it just seems to all be getting confused. And so clarifying the difference for me, realizing, okay, I can have a quiet time, which is a time where I am just worshiping God, being in the word, just, you know, letting him absorb my heart, worshiping back. And then I can have a separate time where maybe I, I schedule more time in my day, maybe on the weekends where I'm studying the word. So I pull out maybe a deep Bible study that takes more time, or I pull out a commentary and I'm really digging in and clarifying the difference for those two really helped me. So my hope is during this conversation that that you, as you listen, sister, wherever you are, however old you are, mom, teen, you know, college student, that you'll understand you don't, every single time you sit down, it doesn't have to be like, oh, all the great heroes of the saints, they only, it was, you know, two hours a day or nothing. Like, no, it's okay. One morning, if you spend 10 minutes where you're just reading the Psalms or another day where you are just pulling out some great hymns and just worshiping God. And then maybe over the weekend, you're like, hey, I'm going to go to a coffee shop and I'm going to dedicate some time. I'm just going to dig into the book of Esther. I'm going to pull out some commentaries. I'm going to try to figure this out and learn more about God's word. So I think clarifying what a quiet time is and what like studying the Bible is um, can really help us as women and girls to better, I guess, allot our time to prioritize it. Because I know that confusion for me really kept me from getting into the word because I was just overwhelmed. Yes. Uh, I completely resonate. And I think sometimes when we can make it too legalistic, yes, this uh-huh. is on my checklist, I have to do it. And if I don't do it, there's so much shame and condemnation yeah. that I'm feeling because I'm not doing it. So thank you. I think you just lifted a weight off of so many people's shoulders. So why do you think it, it's so important for women mm. to actively make time to pray and read the Bible mm. every day? Mm, I mean, uh, you know, it is literally the lifeline that we have as women, but I know for me, just living in this world, having my own sinful heart, I am now being a wife and a mom. I've been married for three years and now I have a son who's going to go, you know, going to be two in February, but just realizing more and more how weak I am, how like prone I am to believe lies, how quick I am to make idols of things, even good things like my husband or my child, or even my ministry girl to find, trying to find my identity. Um, as we look out into the world and we see a big push, like here's how you should identify, or here's what's now acceptable. It's very easy for us to want to 
find approval in other people. It's very easy for us to want to believe things that sound good, that kind of like tickle our ears, like that sounds nice. And if we do not have a source of unchanging truth, something that does not change, that is relevant and, you know, beyond ourselves and not just from other humans, what truth do we have? We're really left up to our own emotions, to our own feelings, to our own wisdom, which like, why is that the, the, the standard? You know, it's not. And so for me, I've realized like, wow, if I am not in the word, in the truth, connected to the Lord by just his word and through prayer, I, I am literally basically setting myself up for believing lies. I'm basically saying, okay, I know where the truth is, but I am going to listen to all of these other voices and just hope that I hope it goes well. You know, Mm -hmm. that's a really bad plan. So I just want to encourage you to remember, like, there is a source of truth. We don't have to feel so confused and wondering, like, why is it so hard? Yes, life can be hard, but we know where the truth is. When it comes to issues of identity, we don't have to feel so confused. We can go to the word. We can go to Genesis. We can go to the bigger picture of scripture for marriage. We can see all of that and say, wow. God actually has something to say. He has stuff to say about relationships. He has stuff to say about family. He has stuff Mm -hmm. to say about how to be in his word. So I just want to encourage you to know that life doesn't have to be as confusing. Um, We often make it more confusing. So I encourage you to be in the word because that will help clarify your path. It'll help you focus on what truly matters, what's truly important, what you should truly be living for. And the scripture says that truth sets us free. So there's a freedom and a weight that is lifted when we know this is what God says. This is what's true. I know there's a lot of loud voices. I know my sinful heart is saying, follow this, but no, I'm free to live for Christ. And so I think being in the word helps us to ultimately live out our purpose, which is to know God and make him known to others and to glorify him and make disciples. We can't do that if we don't know his word. So I think there's just this crucial piece as Christians that we have to be in the word so that we can be free to live for Christ. Absolutely. Absolutely. Learn what theology is and how to study God within the Bible in course number seven of our In-Depth Bible Study Academy. In this academically built course, you will learn the tools to study God's character and nature within a Bible passage and how to grow closer to God relationally through Bible study. This course titled Theology, Knowing God Through In-Depth Bible Study is packed with teaching lessons, homework, quizzes, and a resource list for personal study. Head to our website, coffeeandbibletime.com, to learn more about the Academy and course number seven today. Use promo code CBT Podcast, that's CBT Podcast, to get 50% off this course right now at coffeeandbibletime.com. Absolutely. And it 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 is something too that builds over time like your knowledge uh, the bible is so rich we'll be reading it till the day we die and still be Amen. learning so it's not something like it's one and done it's something that oh. you can read the same passage oh, you know, yes. three, three different months and and learn new things every time and so the bible is so rich and so yes. yeah great points so let's talk a little bit about, you know, um, you mentioned sort of um, that there's not really a one size fits all approach, yeah. but maybe expand on some suggestions or things yeah. that you have um, regarding a quiet time and structuring it in any way or to be yeah. productive. 
Absolutely. Um, there's a book I read years ago and I am, I've been trying to think of the name of it the whole time we've been talking and I can't, I'll have to tell you after and then you can link it. Cause I can't <laughs> sure. think of it, but it's a book by Nancy DeMoss Wolgamuth and it's the very first, first book she ever wrote. So she was Nancy, De, you know, DeMoss. And it was a book where she interviewed basically different women and unpacked what their quiet times looked like. And it was really interesting to me to just to see, like, I think we have this mystical view of like, oh, the really godly women, they have like this super big top secret and their quiet times are just like out of this world. And I will never attain that. It's just crazy. And I was shocked by how practical and different and down to earth their quiet times were like there, there weren't anything mind blowing or like super secret about it. Um, but a few practical tips for maybe, and I love how you mentioned, like, you know, if you're just new to this Christian journey or you're just getting started and you're like, I'm not really sure what to do. I think something really helpful is to come up with a very simple plan and maybe just decide on something super basic, super simple, like reading a Psalm a day. So you can um, read a Psalm a day or a proverb a day. Proverbs is really easy because there's 31 proverbs, 31 days, typically in a month. So you can just match it up with a calendar, jump right in. Um, those are really simple ways to get started. I know the Bible is big and it can feel overwhelming and don't worry. You don't have to read it all at once. You know, it's just like you said, uh, which is such a wise mama mentor, you know, we have our whole lives and we're going to be learning new things forever. So if you're just starting out, do something simple like that, or pick one book of the Bible. Like the book of John is a great place where you can just start at the beginning. You could read one chapter a day and work all the way through it, understanding more about your savior, the life of Jesus. So that's a really good, simple place to start. Um, also, I love how you mentioned in our intro, shine bright, my intro shine bright 60 days to becoming a girl defined by God. Now I would never recommend a devotional exclusively as a quiet time, unless it is pointing you to scripture and having you dig into the word for yourself. So in shine bright, this devotional, we created it for young women and women who um, are either feeling stagnant in their quiet time, just feel like they need a boost. Like I need some direction. I need to know where to go in, in the word. I need questions and prompts. So this is actually a devotional we wrote, my sister Kristen and I, to take you through 60 days. So basically two months. And we have several scripture passages at the end where we're always encouraging you not just to stop with the devotional, but to dig into scripture for yourself. So you can use a devotional, in my opinion, I think, as long as it's pointing you to Christ and actually having you open up God's word and yeah. read scripture for yourself. So I think that's very helpful. Um, I'll share what I currently uh, use and do. Um, there is a, it's kind of like a quiet time companion. Some of y'all may have heard of it, but it's called wholehearted quiet time. And it's a friend of mine. She started this ministry and it's basically like a journal um, that divides it up for you. So it has like a place to write out a scripture memory verse. It has a place to journal your notes. It has a place for you to even keep track of like what you read in the Bible. It has all the books and chapters in there so you can check it off. And it's just a way to stay organized. I am a big like actual physical. I need a journal. I need to see what I'm doing or else I'll just get lost. If I'm just, you know, like trying to keep track of it, I, I get lost the next day. I have no idea what I'm doing. So for me, this has been a really helpful tool and you don't have to have like a quiet time journal companion. You could just have a journal out with you and keep track, write down, okay, what scriptures am I going to read today? Um, maybe write out a few points. What did I take away from this? What does this teach me about God? How can I ask Christ to make me more like this, whatever this is that I'm learning. Um, let me write out a quick scripture that I can meditate on or begin to memorize. Let me 
have a section where I pray, pray and just praise God, worship him. And then I can have a section where I write my ass like, God, I'm really praying for the salvation of this person, or I'd really love to get this job. And it helps you to have like a physical reminder as you look back over the days, one, to see how consistent are you actually being? You know, sometimes I look and I'm like, wait, this was the last time I had my quiet time. It felt like it was yesterday. You, got <laughs> you know, um, so it helps you to actually see and, and, and then you know, if a prayer is answered, you can look back and say, wow, I've been praying for this. Praise you, Lord. Like, thank you. Or a prayer where you're like, okay, it's still in the works. It helps you to remember. So those are just a few really down to earth, really practical tips. I mean, there are obviously so many wonderful, you know, other just like plans and, you know, devotionals, free things you can look up online. I mean, we offer tons of that on our website, Girl Defined as well, but those are things that have personally been impactful for me and helpful for me. And I just want to say, I am a thousand percent on this journey, getting married and becoming a mom. I feel like I'm starting over, like, what does this look like? You know? So I never want you to feel as you're listening, like, wow, I got this all together. Like I, I am speaking to you and encouraging myself at the same time. (laughs) Yes. And I think it's important to grant yourself grace. Like you said, when there's times where life seemed to explode and you don't have time that day, give yourself grace. Um, Another point that I love that you made is just kind of, you know, journaling about one scripture verse. And that's something that I've really enjoyed doing Mm. and is taking that one verse that I've, I've pulled out from my quiet time. And for people who are, who like to do art, if you check out my Instagram at mentor mama, what I've been doing is taking that, that one scripture verse and like spending that time making a little piece of art and putting the scripture on it. Yeah. And it helps me meditate on the verse while I'm doing it. It also gives me like this creative release of things that yes. feel good. And um, it's a great combination, art and scripture. So yes. Well, and the visual too, I bet it helps it stick in your yeah. mind a little bit more. <laughs> yeah. And actually I try to make them chew into like postcard format. So then I end up sending it to somebody too. Oh, so that's amazing. Kinda, you can kind of make it, make it uh, helpful for someone else too. So, um, I'd like to just talk a little bit, you know, you set the stage for what it is, but help us understand some things that help you make time, like on a daily Mm. basis, when things are getting so crazy and hectic and yeah. uh, How do you make the time? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Helpful. So what's been helpful for me, um, I will say, you know, like I said, I'm married now and a mom, the first few months of my little son's life were, he was great, but just a difficult time. You know, we just had a lot of postpartum issues and stuff. And so that was just kind of like, you know, my husband really helping me praying for me and just, you know, listening to encouraging you know, podcasts that have scripture in them, I was kind of like in survival mode. So there, I feel like sometimes there are seasons where we are just crying out to God and praying and those deep Bible studies just maybe don't happen in that season. And so that was really hard for me, but coming out of that and now, 
having a more consistent schedule has been helpful. So I can count on the fact that my son, I know he sleeps from this time to this time, um, you know, and then I know he naps from a certain time to a certain time. And so I have really tried to take advantage of nap time for me. So it's not in the morning. It's not in the evening. It's kind of in the middle of the day. And it's a good time for me to step away, get some lunch, you know, sit down with my Bible. And I know that I'm not going to be interrupted. And so um, I know that looks different for everyone, but for me, kind of knowing, okay, every day he's going to take a nap. Like I know that there are those random days where something happens and, you know, he's not feeling well. And like you said, we need grace for those days. Um, but that's been super, super helpful for me is just setting that time aside. And I will say sometimes, you know, I'm like, oh, I'm, you know, I pull out several like resources and I have my Bible. And then I'm like, after I, you know, after I, you know, am in the scripture, then I'm going to start reading this great Christian living book that I have. And it's just going to be this amazing time. And he'll wake up early from a nap and I'm like, okay, well, I got the Bible reading in, but nothing else. And that's okay. You know, and then (laughs) some days he naps longer and, you know, I eat lunch and I am sitting there and it's just this beautiful extended time. Um, I love to write, you know, in my prayer journal. So I'm constantly doing that. That's just been something that connects with me. Um, Mm -hmm. But I know that for many people early first thing in the morning is going to be a really good time. Um, I know if I wait until the, the last thing in the evening for me, I'm just tired and like reading my Bible puts me to sleep, you know, and that's yeah. for me, not the best time. Um, so I know early morning is really good for a lot of people. And something that I would encourage you to do is it can be overwhelming if you feel like, okay, so I have to spend an an hour in the morning. Like, how am I going to make this happen? I would encourage you to start small. So set your timer, you know, for say 10 minutes and start there and say, okay, in the morning, I'm going to wake up. Maybe you get your coffee or whatever you do, tea, coffee and Bible time here. So we'll assume it's coffee (laughs) and I'm just going to set my timer. And so you set your timer and you say, okay, 10 minutes. That's all I have to do today. And then you can kind of grow from there. So as you're digging in and you're starting to understand and you're building that habit, then you set your timer and put it on your schedule. Okay. 15 minutes. And then you could grow to whatever is attainable for you. Maybe it's a 30 minutes each morning. Um, but I would encourage you don't just make it each morning, like this unending time or, Oh, I'm just going to, you know, read this devotional. It's two minutes. Like give yourself a good, like, okay, 10 minutes. You know, I think each of us could probably find 10 minutes somewhere in our morning or sometime in our day. Um, and for me, I think that's a, you know, has been a great way to go about it. Uh, so I would definitely recommend, um, you know, scheduling it out, putting it on the calendar. And I know wise people always say you have to prepare the night before. So if you stay up till 3am watching movies and stuff, you're going to be exhausted the next morning and probably barely making it out. I always crack up side note, funny story. I work in a program <laughs> called Awana and some of you may have heard yeah. of it. It's a little kids, you know, program and they go all the way up to high school. But anyways, these, you know, I work with the third through sixth grade girls and they're supposed to memorize scripture and all this stuff. And many of them will say, I just, there is no time in my day. I just can't, I'm so busy, you know, third through sixth graders. I cannot memorize it. I can't, I can't do it. And so I'll start asking them like, do you watch any TV? Do you play any video games? Do you play outside? And they're always like, well, yes. And I'm like, so you're telling me there's no time. And they're like, okay, well maybe. So I think for each of us, you know, we're not probably Mm -hmm. third through sixth graders, but let's look at our day. How much time do we spend on social media, you know, Mm -hmm. on movies, on whatever it is, creative things and say, okay, can't I even put 10 minutes aside for God's word? Um, so I would just encourage you find that 10 minute slot that works for you, put it on the calendar, set your timer, start there. I think that's a really helpful place to begin. Absolutely. Uh, I think 
you know, what you've said makes so much sense. I mean, will be an encouragement. And again, for people to have, you know, grace. And, and I think what you'll find too, is over time, you'll develop this thirst. Like you can't yes. wait. Like, yeah. Um, when you, once God draws you in and you're, you're really, you, uh, engrossed in a certain book of the Bible or whatever, you just can't wait to thirst. And yeah. God looks at the heart and he sees even that small mm. amount of time. When you think about, you know, having faith as small as a mustard seed and just how God looks at your tender heart and sees that you want to get to know him. Mm. He will bless that time. So I love small, that. small or large. How about a location? Like, do you have like a certain spot that you make special for your mm. quiet time? Mm-hmm. You know, when I was single, I felt like that was a lot easier to have a really special place. Cause I had my, you know, my own room that nobody went into, but being married and, you know, my son kind of being everywhere and my husband and I obviously were in the room together. I have found for me that, you know, I do it during nap time typically. And, um, I typically always sit on, we have two couches in our living room and there's one couch that has kind of become like my couch. I always go to the same place and I have this little coffee table and I normally have my coffee with me. And so that's kind of become, it's not like a, a prayer closet or anything like that, but it's kind of become a place that I can sit. I feel cozy there. It feels like, oh, this is a quiet moment and it's so peaceful in the house right now. And so it's really like a peaceful spot that I have found. And it just, you know, when I sit there, I think, oh, like I'm digging into God's word. I just, it puts my mind in a restful place and, you know, the distractions are gone. I can see outside there's like nice natural lighting coming in. So for me, that's been a really good place to have a quiet time. Um, I know when I was single, I had my own bedroom and I could just like shut the door and, you know, family was around and stuff, but I was able to kind of make, you know, this private little sanctuary in certain, you know, places of my room. Um, but I, I do think that it's really important to, you know, figure out that time and then figure out a place that we can go to. Cause if we're just, you know, like, oh, I have the time, but I have no idea where I'm going to go or what I'm going to do. Okay. I'm going to try to bring my Bible. What about a journal? You know, and it's all scattered all over the place. Yes. You know, you're like, oh, my 10 minutes are gone. My 30 minutes are gone. And I'm just trying to get organized, you know? So I think that's really important to find that place. And then also, I think more important than anything is to prepare our hearts. So I think that the, you know, the heart, like you have emphasized is the most important thing. And Christ sees that. And so if we are leaving our phones up and we can see them, or we have our computer up or we have the TV playing, I mean, I don't know about you, but I get distracted very easily. And so more than anything for me, it's finding a place that doesn't have those distractions. So for me in my living room, we don't have a TV in our house. And so there's no TV in front of me, my phone, I can put away and put on silent so that I can't see it. And then there's no major distractions, but I am telling you, like, if I have my phone out at all to where Mm -hmm. I can see it, every like a minute I'm distracted. I come from a big family. I, we have, you know, have a big community. My phone is going off all day long with every group text. It's like nonstop, you know, even during this interview, I have notifications coming up. I, I thought I turned them off, but they are just going and it's super, you know, it's, this is fine, but I'm saying during quiet time, it's distracting. So I just encourage you, you know, and especially if you're on social media and you see notifications coming in, 
that's distracting. So I think finding a place is important, but quieting your heart and creating space for you to be able to focus on the Lord without distraction, in my opinion, is the most important thing. Cause you would have a beautiful space, but if you have your phone in there, it's just like ruining it, you know? So put your phone away, put TV away, put all those electronics away and just give that dedicated time to the Lord. And I think that's when you'll really start to grow that desire and start to crave that time with the Lord, because you'll see, wow, like it's so you know, healthy and valuable and drawing me into my relationship with Christ. I mean, even secular people, so people who don't believe in Christ, there has been so much research on how important it is to take time to what they call like, you know, a day off to Sabbath, whatever that looks like for you. And then also that, you know, in their own way, they'll say like, it's so important for you to have like 10 or 20 minutes where you are just reading ancient literature, putting your phone away. That's what they say, but they're saying there's benefits. And I don't think that's just random. I think it's because God made us that way. And so we as Christians know, oh, the best place to do that is in the word and to be in relationship with him. That's why he gave us that craving and that longing. And that's, it's so healthy for us. And the benefits even reach to like, it helps with anxiety. It helps with stress. So there are so many benefits that come from time with the Lord that are beyond what we even think of. So that's kind of, you know, random, but I, I want you to know, like, this is really, God made you to need this and to crave this. And it's important for your overall health and well-being um, to be in his word and to have that time of quiet each day. Yes. Yes. Well said. Absolutely. Do you think it's okay to um, adapt your quiet time schedule based on your family schedule? I know you had mentioned right now you're in nap season. We have other moms that have kids in school or Mm. there's just, you know, again, it's part of this grace picture of, yes. Hey, this is Mentor Mama, and I have an incredibly practical tip for all our listeners. With over 130 orders I've already placed on Instacart, I can't tell you enough how much I absolutely love Instacart. If you hate going grocery shopping or always end up coming home with way more items than were on your list, which of course blows your budget, then Instacart is for you. I actually save both time and money using Instacart. I save time shopping because the app keeps track of all my regular purchases, making each subsequent order super fast to enter on my app. I also save time by avoiding checkout lines and driving to and from the store. In addition to saving time, I have saved so much money because I don't get seduced by every new flavor or product on the shelf. My grocery bills have been considerably less. So, if you want to make shopping easy, get delivery via Instacart in as fast as one hour and get your first delivery free. Click the link in our description and start today. Yeah, you know, I've heard quite a few women, moms and just married women and even college students have mentioned, um, It's the Bible app Dwell, where you can listen to scripture and everything like that. Um, I've heard, I haven't personally used that one, but I know all about it and I've listened to it. And I've heard that is really helpful for some women who just feel like, wow, my best moments of quiet are this 20 minute drive that I have, you know, and so I'll turn on scripture. And, you know, I think just to encourage you, I, so when it comes to like, even like church, I had a couple recently, they have many kids and they were telling Dave and I, like, 
you know, we know y'all want to be here more, but it's been really hard with Davy and the nursery and our church. It's, you know, it doesn't quite work for him to be in the sanctuary because he's very loud. Um, and so it's been hard for us to be as consistent. So we've had to do some online and it's like not ideal, you know, like I crave being in there and it's like, really like, ah, this has been not what I expected and not what I wanted. And they were just encouraging us. They have many kids and they were like, you know, it's just a season, like you're going to blink and this is going to go by and it's going to be completely different. Like you don't, don't stress that this is how it's going to be forever. Look at this season of your life and say, okay, how can I invest in my relationship with God? How can I love him? How can I be in community that works well for this season? It's going to look different than maybe your friend or your sister Mm. or whoever. We don't compare in that way. We say, okay, how can I do the best with what I have right now? And so yes. maybe it's that 20 minute car drive and you just turn on that scripture. You're just letting it overflow your heart. You can turn on some worship, some really great worship and be singing back to Christ. And that could be a beautiful sanctuary time for you where you are just, you know, being poured into and pouring back into your relationship with Christ. That can be amazing. And so when I have taken the pressure off and I have not, you know, kind of like looked into my future and said, wow, you know, right now, how it is, that's how it's going to be forever. Like, no, Davy Jr. is going to be another year old next year. And he's just going to get older. We might have more kids. It's going to change. So not, I would say, don't stress about where your season is right now, because it changes. I mean, you, you have daughters in college. My mom has eight kids and we're, you know, the youngest one is now 19. Her life looks drastically different than it did when we were eight little munchkins, you know, running around and destroying the house. (laughs) So, um, so it's just encouraging to remember, it's not always going to be that this way. Do the best with what you have, with the resources that you have, with the time that you have. Um, and I think that God will bless that effort and bless that desire to want to be with him and to know him. And I think that he will pour into you and strengthen you as, as you you know, make that effort to be in relationship with him. Oh, I completely agree. And I think you have touched on something that's so relevant as far as that time, you know, of being in the car because you do mm-hmm. have a lot of choices yeah. of things to listen to. And I have used that dwell app and it is really great. Yeah. And I can remember a season where you know, I had been a stay at home mom for like 10 years. And then, um, when the kids were all back to school, um, I went back to work and I remember feeling destroyed like wow. my mornings, I'm not a morning person to begin with, but then like having to get up, be ready out the door to work. I felt really devastated. Like I didn't yeah. have my quiet time anymore. And, but just thinking about using that time in the car mm. um, and reflecting and using an app like that you mentioned, I think is a really great mm. suggestion. And I just want to encourage um, if there are working moms out there that, that that's a great suggestion is use mm-hmm. those moments or even when your kids are at um, practice or something yes. or you know what I mean? Like, like we yeah. have headphones and can do, yeah. like, you could even journal and sit on the sideline or whatever. And, Absolutely. Uh, that's great. Okay. Well, um, what do you think is your um, best set of information that you can provide for a mom who feels like she's just doesn't have the energy. Mm. Um, and just, you know, I guess is kind of just wrapping up this, what would be your best bit of encouragement mm. to someone who maybe is just struggling yeah. to, to oh. get going? Mm-hmm. That's hard. And, you know, I, 
I feel like I'm coming out of a little bit of an exhausting season, you know, sure. things, Davy Jr. He's a better toddler than he was a newborn. Like I said, not a better, but just easier for me. And so I, I remember feeling like out of my mind for a few months and just, you know, and that's hard. And so each, you know, whether it's, you know, just a season where you have to work a lot or you do have kids, or maybe you're a college student and you're like, I have finals and it's crazy. And you just feel exhausted and you feel like I can't do one more thing. I would encourage you first just to, to pray. We don't have to have the strength in and of ourselves. And that is the beautiful thing. We are so weak. We are so lost. And that may sound discouraging because in the world, it's like, you know, be the boss, babe, do it all. And that like, that is just an overwhelming message. None of us can do that. I think that's actually not helpful for us as women. Instead, we need to remember like, why did Jesus come? Why did Jesus give up his life and then rise from the dead and conquer sin and death? It's because we're lost and broken and weak without him. And so we can bring our weakness. We can bring our struggles. We can bring just how exhausted we feel and just say, God, this is so hard. I feel so weak. Will you give me the strength? Will you help me? Will you change my heart? Will you give me a desire to love you? Will you give me just a little bit of strength each day to, to be able to focus as I listen to your word? Will you help me with that? And then the next day, wake up and say, God, I'm so weak. I can barely, you know, open my eyes. Like, and I feel like I'm going to snap at everyone. Like, please help me. So I just want to encourage you as you're thinking and, you know, listening to this, you do not have to have the strength in and of yourself. None of us do. It's only God's strength and his grace and his power through the Holy Spirit within us that enables us to even desire him and love him. So I would just encourage you, if you're going to do one thing today, just pray and ask yes. God to change your heart and to draw you closer to him, allow him to do the work and to give you the strength that you don't have, that I don't have, that none of us have. And he wants, that's something he wants. So we yes. know we're praying something that yes. God wants for us. And that yes. is so freeing and hope filled to me. Uh, amen. Absolutely. That would be my first line of advice as well mm -hmm. is to pray and ask God for the strength. So well said. Well, how can people find out more information about you, Bethany, and your ministry over mm. there at Girl Defined? Yes, we would love to connect with you, whether you're listening on the podcast or watching on the YouTube channel. We would just love to connect with you just to be another resource to encourage you, just like Coffee and Bible Time and um, Mentor Mama is doing. We just would love to, to walk alongside of you. So um, you can just look up girldefined.com or you can head on over to our podcast, The Girl Defined Show. Or if you're on YouTube, just look up Girl Defined. And, you know, we are just, we're doing simil similar things as Coffee and Bible Time. Um, we just want to be, there for you to help you draw closer to Christ, to, to understand the issues that you're facing and just, you know, the messages coming out to you to, you know, view those through a biblical lens. So it would be our honor to, to just, you know, link arms with you and help uh, disciple you and mentor you and encourage you during this season of your life. Uh, absolutely. And like I said, I know Ashley and Taylor have really enjoyed your ministry. It's been such an encouragement. So mm. definitely guys check out Girl Defined. Well, before we go, um, Bethany, I just have a couple questions about your favorite Bible study tools. What Bible do you use and what translation is it? Mm, yeah. So I use a Ryrie study Bible and it is a NASB. So new American standard. And I actually, funny story, I left my Bible at a conference one time that was very, I was just not going to ever be back there. And it was such a huge conference. And I was like, it's gone. And so I 
one day was in an antique shop. And I know this is the weirdest thing, but this Ryrie study Bible was sitting there and it was like $2 and it was in great condition. And so I bought it and now it's probably, I've had it for like 15 years. I still have it. So you never know where you might find a good Bible. Oh my goodness. That's a great suggestion. Yeah. I've seen a lot of good Christian books at thrift stores and yes, yes. Ooh, I love that tip. Okay. Yeah. Um, do you have any favorite like journaling supplies that you like to use to enhance your Bible study experience? Mm. Yes. The, like I mentioned, the wholehearted quiet time companion journal is amazing. You can just go to wholehearted quiet time. They have a wonderful one. Also the well-watered woman, they have really nice journals and quiet time companion studies. I have both of those and absolutely love them. Gorgeous and beautiful. And they just make you want to open them. So um, those two would probably be my top recommendations. Oh, awesome. Okay. Last question. What's your favorite app or website for Bible study tools? Oh, that's really good. Um, you know, it's not necessarily a Bible study tool, but this ha- I've gone to this website so many times over the years. It's gotquestions.org. I don't know if you've heard of it, but I will come so often to like different passages of scripture or just questions that I have. And if you go to gotquestions.org, they have like a billion articles and I have found them to be extremely solid. And it's, it's just amazing. They have tons of great professors, a lot of people from Moody, which, you know, your daughter is there. And so they just have a ton of great resources and it's just been super helpful. And if you're a teenager, they actually have a teen version of it called um, 412teen.org. And they answer a lot of relevant questions that are just facing a lot of teens. So gotquestions.org and 412teens.org, both of those I have gone to so many times and have found super helpful when I come to questions or just need help understanding or need direction on a certain passage of scripture or just question that's brought up because of something I've read. Oh, that's so cool. I'm going to check that out. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) I feel like a lot of times when you do Bible studies, like you wonder, like, where is this location that they're talking about in the Old Testament today? Like exactly geographically, you can kind of think about it. Yes. Uh I would have checked that out. Okay. Well, Bethany, thank you so much for being here today, for sharing all of your amazing, excellent tips on having a meaningful, quiet time. Oh, thank you. It's been an honor. (laughs) And for our listeners, get started, pray today, ask God to ignite your heart, uh, to, to start a quiet time. If you're not, and if you currently are, and just need some motivation, I will put all of the links in our show Mm -hmm. notes that Bethany talked about. And also just please share in our podcast video comments on YouTube, how you spend your quiet times. I think we can learn so much just from one another, if you guys Mm -hmm. would like to do that as well. So uh, head over to the coffee and Bible time website for our prayer journals that will help and guide and document your prayer life at coffeeandbibletime.com. We are so excited to be launching our new Patreon page. This is a place where our followers can support us through donations. You can partner with us to help advance God's kingdom. We appreciate any size donation. Starting now, we will be releasing both exclusive content along with early releases of podcast and YouTube videos for those who choose to become patrons. We thank you, Advance for your generous donations. Thank you so much for joining us on our podcast today. We love you all and have a blessed day.